Welcome to the Steady On Stronger Together podcast. I am your host, Angie Ballman. Michelle Free Walkener describes herself as a non-morning person. I have always been a morning person, and so Michelle and I are different personalities facing the same struggle, making time with God a priority in the mornings. Because I'm in ministry, I can easily talk myself into believing that I spend enough time with God. But if I'm not careful, all my time with God is about producing something to preach or teach or share instead of creating space to simply be with Him and hear from Him and connect with Him. That's how my relationship with Him grows, and that's how He fills me. And it's from that filling that I have overflow to bless other people. If morning time with God is a challenge for you, or if you've come to a place where morning time with God is a daily practice, I think either way, you'll be encouraged by my conversation with Michelle. Let's listen in. Hello, Steady On community, and welcome to this Stronger Together conversation. I am Angie Bauman, and I am joined today by my ministry friend, Michelle Free Walkener. Michelle, thank you so much. Welcome to the Steady On community. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this because I think it's just a really important subject. We are going to talk about spending time with the Lord in the mornings and why we feel like that's important and what gets in the way because... I don't know about you, but I am a morning person. I know you are not. I am a, right? Is that right? That is correct. <laughs> I am a morning person and I still struggle sometimes. So it's it's about being a morning person and it's not about being a morning person. We're going to kind of talk about both of those things. Michelle comes to us from Canada, from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Canada, and she is the founder and director of a ministry called Get Life Spiration. Will you just tell us just a, a little bit about what that ministry is about? Absolutely. My calling is to really empower kingdom-minded women, like your listeners here right now, Angie, to really hear God's calling, because I believe he's got a calling on each one of our lives. And once we hear that calling, I want to help infuse women with the confidence to rise up, step into that calling. And my job is to really equip them to do that. And specifically where I help women the most is when they want to start rising up online, when they want to speak or teach something on the internet, I know how to help get them there if God is calling them to reach women in the online world. I love that. And I think this is true. And I think you'll agree with me, but feel free to not as we get started here. But I think a central part, maybe the crucial part, if you will, of any of us being able to live out what you're calling our kingdom calling has to do with the way that we let the Lord fill us on a daily basis, right? Which is why I think it all starts here. I know in my own ministry, when I am feeling, I, I have two I have two ways that I get tired. See if you, I get tired like ministry, um, happy, busy, tired. It's been a big day and I'm like pleasantly exhausted, right? And then there's this other kind of tired where you feel overwhelmed, where you feel anxious, where you feel scared, where you feel like you can't, hang on to things. It's just spinning out of control. And one for me is leading into the abundance and that calling. And the other is trying to do things in my own resources where, where for me anyway, is where spending the time with the Lord really comes in. And so get us started, describe for us, if you will, kind of the struggle that you have, and you know, other like non-morning people have, if you will, with spending time with God in the mornings. Um, What's that like for you? Well, 
I think it's seasons because I've really been struggling with mornings lately in this season of my life. Uh, and I kind of, when I think back to pinpointing it to a certain time, it's when I started being a mom, having yeah. kids. And I'm a, I'm a mom of younger boys. They're yeah. six and eight. And I lost my mornings when I, when I was waking up in the middle of the night, feeding them and having to go back to work. Cause I'm not a stay at home mom. I'm a teacher. And so after my one year mat leave, I had to get up early in the mornings after being woken up two or three times by a one-year-old and still making it to work and trying to function and serve. And so I think we have to realize that we're in certain seasons, but even if we're in a season, we can still carve out a small piece of that morning for God so that we can give our day to him first. And just like God says to give the first fruits to him, whether it's our money or our time or our day, I think we have to give him the first part of it, not the last part of it. And it's a hard thing. (laughs) I think that there can be some real heavy guilt associated with not doing this, which I think kind of perpetuates not doing it sometimes. I think sometimes we feel like if we don't have a quiet hour then we haven't really done it right, or we haven't done it enough or something like that. But I hear you saying it can look different than a quiet hour. Is that true? Absolutely. I mean, I hear about some of these theologians and amazing Bible teachers and how they would wake up at 5am and have these amazing times with God and write a sermon and this and that. Well, I'm not saying we have to do that. (laughs) And I don't expect that. And I heard such a wonderful piece of wisdom from a mentor of mine, she says, have grace. She's like, Jesus is full of grace for you. She, he knows that you're a busy mom. He knows that you barely have two minutes in the morning to brush your hair and your teeth before little ones are pulling on you and demanding your attention. And she's like, maybe your devotions is just reading a children's Bible story to your kids. And I remember some days where I'm just sitting there with a, literally a children's Bible storybook. Uh, the Jesus storybook for children is one of my favorites. I was reading it to my boys and God spoke to me so deeply just through a simple rendition of the Bible. So that is even time with the God. You can bring your kids into it. It doesn't always have to be alone, amazing and lengthy. <laughs> I think that's so important. To, to remember that I, I say this a lot, God honors the heart that honors him. And so when we come with a heart that needs a filling and we know we need to fill, we come with a humble heart seeking him. I believe he always honors that for us, that he, he desires to give us that filling and we just need to create the space a little bit for him to be able to speak to us. And it can be, we can be in very difficult seasons for a variety of reasons to be able to make that kind of time for him. Talk to us just a little bit about what you see happening in your life when there's been an absence of morning devotion time with the Lord. Yeah. Like you said, when you feel that difference, that exhaustion from work that you've been doing in your flesh versus a good tired, like I worked hard and I achieved, I call that striving versus thriving. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. So when I feel a stress and it feels like I'm striving, I realize I'm working in my own flesh. And on the days where I don't center it around God, when I forget to put him first and I just start going about my day, I can do this. 
you know, we're women, we're capable. I think I, I could just, I, this is old hat. This is routine. Right. But when I forget to put God first, it starts to feel like striving and my day doesn't seem to fall together quite as right. Like accidents happen. The kids are difficult. And I'm not saying it's a magic wand and they're not difficult on the days where I put God first, but it's almost like my capacity to deal with it is diminished and my ability to focus or even just carry out my steps is not as organized as if God was helping me carry the burden. So I like to give the day to him and start it with him and partner with him in the day versus doing it alone. Yes. I, I have talked to others about that, this idea of capacity. And I think maybe in your world too, as you're really encouraging people, like in their own ministries and business, I think sometimes we think about capacity as the extent to which we can output, like, what is my capacity or she functions at a high capacity or something like that. I have the capacity to do a lot of things, but not long ago, I was talking with someone who helped me like shift that thinking a little bit. What if our focus of capacity was how much we can take in like from the Lord, right? Because uh, as we were saying earlier, aren't those things so totally related? Like you were saying, I I think that my children are not less demanding or less challenging on days that I have had sweet time with the Lord, but I agree completely with what you're saying. And that is my ability to handle that curveball, to handle that obstacle, that interruption is vastly different. Yeah. When I've had that, that filling that time with the Lord, right? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Could I share a short story? About I that love capacity? it. Please do. Please do. Okay. And like, I think this just happened in the past week, you know, I've been waking up early. I ran a challenge to wake up early. So I was doing some waking up early, but I had a couple mornings where I just could not wake up early. And one morning I was trying to get out of bed and I didn't. And then I got up and my kids were already up. I walked downstairs and I felt like I was hit by a two-ton truck. It was like, they were fighting already. And they were like this and asking me that. And then I had to get online to teach my classes. And I didn't even get to read the scripture at all that day. And I just felt like, Oh, what had, what has happened to me? Did someone hit me in the head with a two by four? (laughs) I don't like starting my days like that. So let me tell you, it is real. It is. Yeah. I, I have said that to my kids also, if, as I've come, we have a two-story house and I come down the stairs and I can hear them or something. I'm like, already? I mean, like, seriously, this is what's, you know, this is how I'm starting. Yeah. Yeah. I have been known to go into my bedroom and close the door and be like, I just need quiet. I just need time with either uh, an app that I use, a playlist of praise music, scriptures, as you're saying, a Bible study, something. I'm like, if I don't get this, nobody can be happy today because <laughs> it's very true. What are some of the, not excuses, I don't want to use that word because I think they're real, but what are some of the real obstacles that you face and that you know others have faced in terms of like getting into scripture in the morning or getting into a devotional in the morning? What are some of those really like practical reasons why we struggle to do that? Okay. One is a mindset shift, right? Um, Saying I am not a morning person. So I've been trying to tell myself I I can be a morning person. I am like, I have been a morning person in the past. Therefore I can reclaim that identity, right? We don't have to say I am anything. We don't have to label ourselves, right? Um, The other thing is we feel like we have to get up before everyone else. Hmm. And that, I don't believe that's always true because some mornings where I haven't had a chance to wake up before my kids, I choose to include them in my devotions and I read it with them. And I find that's actually very, a very sweet beginning to the days. Plus it's discipling them. Yeah. 
Uh, another thing is I know some people have illness and I've struggled this with this myself. I'm a chronic migraine sufferer and some mornings I cannot even get up. My head hurts so much. I'm in so much pain. Um, like if you do a level one to 10 scale, I'm waking up at like a seven or eight pain. And that those are the mornings I literally lie in bed and just pray, <laughs> God, please help me. So there's mornings that we just physically can't. And we have to remember, if you want to set a goal to wake up in the mornings, it doesn't have to be daily at first. Maybe that's the goal is I will wake up every morning and have morning times with God. But what if right now you're not even getting one day a week? So choose one day a week where you start your morning with God and just say, Hey, this day is representing my whole week. I'm giving my week to you and then add another day on and add another day on. Because I think people feel like just like if say you've been trying to work out and you're like, Oh, I have to lose 50 pounds, for example, like, it's not like you're going to drop it like that Today. and you start working out every day. Like, you can't go from never working out to working out seven days a week. It's the same for rising in the morning. You don't go from sleeping in all the time <laughs> to waking up early every day. It just doesn't happen. I I so appreciate that. That goes back to what you were saying about grace. Uh, also, it made me think of over the years in, in ministry, I've had a conversation several times with people about wanting to tithe right? Maybe they want to give 10% to ministry to their church, something like that. And they think it's just completely impossible. They don't have that in their budget. I can't suddenly give 10%. And I, I tend to say the exact same thing that you were just saying, no, don't go from zero to 10%, right? If that's really not feasible for you go, what's 1% look like you look like for you right now. And then maybe in, you know, six months, 12 months, 18 months, can you take it to two? Can you take it to five? If this is a goal, how do you begin to make changes so that over time, this becomes a more regular part of your routine, but it, it's, I think it can be only defeating for us to think, yes, go from not doing it all, as you said, right. To not accepting this as a process. I'm going to get up early tomorrow. And I don't know that I'll get up early the next day to do this, but over time, I want to consistently be doing this more regularly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. You got it. And I'm a, I'm a coach too. And I'm all about goal setting. And I think God's wired us that way that if we can do it in little amounts, eventually we'll reach that desired goal. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that he speaks to us when we dedicate time to him continues to motivate. This is my experience. It continues to motivate me to want to, I am someone actually that does get up before other people in my house to do it. I set my alarm early for five. I come down here, sit right behind where I'm sitting right now for those who are watching. And I do study, get into the word and listen to music. And then I go to the gym and work out and I get home before around the time that, you know, my family's getting up, but I don't do it every day because I burn out. Like I, I usually do it Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And on Wednesday, it's a glorious thing. I just don't do it I don't set my alarm, right? My kid, and that's, I mean, and I haven't always done it that way, but for this season of my life, that's what I'm doing right now. I want to spend time with the Lord. I very much want to start my day that way. And I recognize that I can be legalistic about it and check the box and sort of even be proud about doing it. And that's not the heart that I, and so sometimes like skipping every once in a while, right? It, I don't know. It resets me a little bit uh, to remind me how sweet it is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I like how you said it, it, how it makes you feel even you sense something good coming out of it. 
And whenever you feel better, like say you chose to start eating healthier, your body feels more energized in the same way. When we choose to feed our spirits with scripture, our whole, our mental uh, is lifted. Our hearts are lifted. Our spirit is energized. So if you taste a good thing, why would you stop doing that? Yes. Yes. I love that. Well, and then sometimes I, I just change it up a little bit because I don't know about you. It just, sometimes if I get too stuck into a routine of this is how it has to be, then I take the, I don't know, I, I limit sort of the movement that he wants to do. I mean, on a pretty morning, sometimes I will go outside and do it. Or sometimes Mm -hmm. I take a walk and don't get into the scriptures, right? Because I can get so busy doing things that I forget to pause and observe what's going on around me. And so sometimes he, he speaks to me the sweetest way when I just have put some praise music in my ears and walk around my block a couple of times or something like that. And I can notice things that are different. So I guess I say that because it doesn't have one, it doesn't have to look the same for everyone. I know you would agree. And it doesn't even have to look the same every day for the same person. Oh, I like that because when you mentioned getting up and going for walks, it reminded me of another um, piece a mentor of mine shared with me. And she says, she just goes on these prayer walks with Jesus and it's not limited to just one time in the day. I mean, we get to talk to Jesus anytime we want. Uh, I just think, you know, but if you have the choice (laughs) who to start your day with, yes, why not start it with like the most amazing creator of heaven and earth? Yes instead of trying to do it alone and you get to meet with him at lunch or on a break or as you're washing the dishes, there's no limit to it, but I love that it doesn't have to look the same. And Jesus, he woke up early in the mornings to meet with his father and he would often go to a quiet place. Yes. <laughs> he would get up and get out of the house here. It's not so practical. There's actually snow outside today. <laughs> no, <laughs> Well, talk to us just a little bit about, I've heard you say that God multiplies. You feel like God multiplies your time when you seek him in the mornings. What do you mean by that? We'll be right back. Hello, my friend. Are you ready to develop consistent Bible study habits within a community that offers fresh resources and loving accountability? Well, I have an invitation for you. We would love to have you with us in Steady On University. On June 13, we will be kicking off a brand new study. It's called Be Still, and it will be anchored in the verses of Psalm 46. The lessons will help us remember that God is our refuge, and the way to calm life's chaos is by taking shelter in Him. You will find all the details for Steady On University in today's show notes. Again, the Be Still study begins on June 13, and you do not want to miss it. The study time in SOU so far is fire, and it's only going to get better from here. I hope you'll take a minute to check it out because I would love to study with you. Well, we all only have 24 hours in a day, right? But... When I speak of time being multiplied, it's like God prospers what you do. So it almost gets done faster. And I just, I can't explain it, but I've had mornings where I've woken up and I wanted to write, I write some devotionals, women's devotionals for my uh, podcast that I do, which is strictly devotionals. It's not kind of like your content based here, Angie. And when I wake up early, it's like, I have that heart to write it. And he just, makes it come together where I'm like, how did I even pull that together? How did I write seven pages of content when normally if I'm sitting down in the middle of the day, it would take me two or three hours. That's what I mean by time multiplying. And I believe in those moments, it's the Holy Spirit 
just pouring out and enabling. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. And uh, even other tasks, like maybe something would have normally taken you longer, but it just happens faster. Uh, you're like, Oh, I, I finished that task faster. And it doesn't have to be a, a, a biblical task or a spiritual task. It'd be even just preparing dinner or going grocery shopping. But when it would normally take you an hour, it only takes you half an hour. And all of a sudden some space has opened up in your day and things fall together better. There's just a flow to it. I, I, w- I think it's because we're able to serve from the overflow or do from the overflow. Again, it goes back to like our own resources or the filling that comes from spending time with the Lord, right? Um, I'm able to deal with things or create things or serve in a way at a much different level because I have been filled by the one who has called me to do those things. And um, yeah. And so it's just a very different place that our energy is needing to come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we look at some people are like, Oh, how do you do those things? I don't know if anyone's ever asked you that. How do you do so much? Yes. And then it's like, it's not what I'm doing yeah. or it's not what you're doing. It's what God is choosing to do through yeah. me because I am willing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about talk, talk to this. How about, uh, when I get everything done, I'll spend time with the Lord. Have you ever, <laughs> I, I used to think when I get everything done, then I'll rest. When I get everything done, then I'll be happy or I'll have joy or whatever. And the thing that the enemy, I think, continues to tell us as women is if you just do one more thing before you sit down or before you spend, or that actually spiritual time or Bible time or devotion time, however you want to Jesus time is actually sort of like self-centered or it's a gift that you shouldn't give yourself. Some of those things, I think those lies can creep into our head. Do you deal with any of that? Or what would you say to that? I think some women are doers. And I mean, I might've fallen into that a couple of times where I come downstairs like, oh, I should unload the dishwasher. Oh, I should make the boys lunch or this and that but I'm not really tempted by those things. But I know for us, some ladies who are organizers and clean freaks, you just start cleaning the kitchen instead of sitting down to your quiet time. And what I would just say is, you know, put that dish rag down, (laughs) put those dishes down. Jesus is more important than your cupboards all put away nice and tidy because we need to tidy this house before we tidy our house. (laughs) I just recently took several trips where I was on an airplane and it reminded me what you're saying reminds me because I am wired that way, which is probably why I asked the question like I did, because I am tempted to believe the lie. If I just work a little bit harder, then I'll get it all done. And then I can, you know, whatever these things that I, that I know that I need. And it was funny because in a, in a very short period of time, I was on six different airplanes And every time you're on an airplane, they go through all the safety, you know, this is where the exits are, and this is what you should do. And your life vest is here and all these things they have to do. And over and over again, they talk about how unexpected event, event. unlikely event, there you go. Unlikely event that the cabin loses air pressure or something, right? Then these oxygen masks. And what do they always say? If you're with someone who needs help, put the mask on yourself first and then put it on the person that needs help. And as I said, I listened to that several times and it just reminded me of that truth. And I think this is what you're talking about with, if we do not put that, that Jesus filling mask on ourselves first, we cannot serve our people. We cannot, we cannot get the things done for our family. We cannot serve in our ministry, our calling, our vocation, all of those things will suffer, right? As we're trying to doodly dutifully <laughs> put that mask, if you will, on a, a million other things. And yet we can't breathe because we haven't done what we need to do 
to bring that source of life to us. I don't know. That's, that's, I just was thinking about that when you were, when you were saying that about all the, all the, the chores and things. Mm, I like it. And it just, you, if you read the Psalms, uh, it's a great book to start with in the mornings, right? Because it's all about praising God and even David and Psalm five, three, I have it open here. I wanted yes. to share this verse with you. It says, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my requests to you and wait expectantly. So he listens to us at any time in the day, but in the morning we can bring him our requests. It's like we're, we're waking up and it's a new day and it's full of possibility. But what is that going to be filled with that possibility? It can be filled with good things or bad things. But if it's a request, we're hoping for good possibility and we can wait expectantly. Like God will answer us. He will not leave us hanging. And it's such a beautiful blessing. And, and King David wrote uh, Psalm 23, uh, my, one of my favorite Psalms, just how he's leading us by still waters. He's restoring our soul. And I, mean, I can just picture David waking up in the morning with sheep bleeding and over grassy knolls and then just him sitting there as the sun rises and bringing his request to God for the day. Would you protect my flock? Would you bless my day? Would you provide food and water? Like it can be simple things, but God hears us. I do think our time with God brings us back to the core of things, the simple things where we can focus on what we truly need and not all the noise. I don't know about your life, but my life can feel so noisy and chaotic sometimes. And I, that time with the Lord helps me remember that some of that is just noise and it needs to be filtered out. And the Lord sees what I need and provides what I need. And I, I love that. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and your think about your input. Uh, we are bombarded more now than ever with information input and we have to choose to block that out we could easily start the morning by turning on the tv and taking in the news right i'm not a big news person i don't like to turn it on a lot unless it's super important because it's so negative and it's actually a really draining way to start your day or even end your night so i just say beware first of all Mm -hmm. uh and the other thing is you know you're just on your phone or your internet and there's immediately input coming in So one challenge that I know a lot of ladies struggle with is picking up their phone first thing in the morning. So if you are struggling to put God first in the mornings, I would say if you're the person that's tempted to start scrolling, don't have your phone beside your bed, Mm -hmm. have it put away, plugged in, being charged elsewhere so that when you wake up first, you know, have your Bible set out somewhere ready to go. Maybe you have a, a, like you said, you come to your room and it's already set up for study, mm-hmm. have a place in your home where your Bible's there waiting for you that, you know, you can go there and you're not going to be distracted by anything else. Don't study on your phone. Don't study on your laptop. I mean, sometimes it, I have like a Bible app that sometimes I do devotionals on, but in this season, I've actually found, I get more out of cracking open my real paper, my real paper Bible, not my digital Bible and getting into that. I think it's so important to know yourself and know what, what does distract you so that you can, yeah, so that you can, you really can focus on what you're trying to do. So what, those are some practical steps. Will you give us some other things, some practical steps that kind of helps you sustain that could help others sustain a regular morning routine? Absolutely. I love this. I love putting things into steps and give you guys a formula. So I have a five step process. For you, if you're listening today, first, if you want to regenerate your mornings with God, set it as a goal, write it down. Um, 
you need to start small. So if your goal is to wake up four days a week, you could write that down, but you could say my first step is going to wake up one day a week, right? Or two days a week. Uh, I say, write it down as number two, because 90% of your goals that you write down, you're going to be more likely to achieve them. If you don't write things down, they get pushed to the wayside. Uh, then number three, don't do it in your own flesh. <laughs> Ask God for help. So when I want this, it's like, God, I literally feel like I cannot change. Could mm. you please enable me? I need the transformation of your Holy Spirit to enable me to wake up. And I believe he does enable that. Uh, number four is tell others and find accountability because the more people you tell, the more committed you are to having to make that change. Uh, I literally told my entire Facebook group on Ruby tribe, I'm waking up these next seven days and meeting you here. And I had a speaker meeting me there. So, oh my goodness, I had to wake up when that alarm clock went off. There was no saying no to that alarm clock, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's accountability, right? Yeah. But even just a friend. Um, so after this, I've got one girlfriend, we said, okay, we're going to text each other on Wednesdays and ask, how did your week go? Mm -hmm. How did your mornings go? How many mornings were you able to get in and reach your goal? Uh, number five, have grace. (laughs) Like I said before, it's a reoccurring theme. Don't beat yourself up. If you don't get it right away, if you fail, reset, and start again. And how do you get back to it when you've lost your footing for a while? I like, I think it's again, setting it as like, it's literally the same process, right? So if you've gone and been a morning setting mornings up for several months and it's been great. And then all of a sudden you realize it's been three months and you haven't Mm -hmm. been doing it anymore. It's the same, like getting back on your workout routine. Right. You're like, okay, let's start with a day again. I mm-hmm. oh, got to write it down again. Right. <laughs> and, and often I'll even put something, if it's really hard and not getting through to my mm-hmm. hard skull, I write it on a sticky note and I put it on a mirror somewhere where I'm going to see it, like maybe right out my computer, even on the edge of the screen, because it's like, how much do I need to get, get this in front of me? And if that goal is right in front of you, it's that much easier to put that at the forefront. Like this is something I am currently working on. Yeah. I love that too. And having grace for yourself because sometimes we all, we get sick, right. Or something. And so several days we're just not able to do something or we, we, we travel somewhere. And so then it throws our routine off. And then when something like that happens, no matter what the habit we're trying to create, right. Especially in the, in the early days of trying to create a habit, things like that, that come along can really get in the way of establishing that habit, you know, when we're still working on it. And so I think that's really good. I think your, your steps are really good. I'm going to put those steps in the show notes. Um, Those steps are really good. And just go back to step one, when you feel like you've lost your footing a little bit and you're not doing it the way that you wanted to the goal that you set, then go back and say, here, I'm going to kind of recommit to this goal. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it means just rewording the goal slightly differently, depending Mm -hmm. on what you're working at, right? For so for one person, a quiet time might might mean just being able to read one chapter of scripture. Scripture, sorry. Mm-hmm. For another person, it might mean they're already reading really well, but they want to add journaling mm-hmm. as an extra layer. For another person, it might mean they want to get through a chapter of some kind of precept study. Yeah. Uh, and so each person has a different kind of goal, and it depends on your personality what you're going to resonate best with as well. 
Do you have any resources, like throw out a few things that you use and I can do the same, just some things like if you're, if you're really wanting to start, let's say you're wanting to start a morning devotion habit or restart, if you've kind of um, struggled to do that recently, what are some resources, things that you think are, are good? Well, I love the YouVersion Bible app because they've got unlimited Bible studies there. And I know I said phone. So if you're going to get distracted, don't use that, but yeah, decide, right. Mm -hmm, Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, it did me, it served me very well for well over two years for my morning devotionals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I had like these streaks that I was like, Oh, cause it measures how many days in a row you've Mm -hmm. read, which can be actually very motivating and Mm -hmm, inspiring. mm -hmm. Oh, I read over 160 days in a row. Yes. You know, and it's, so it's, it's encouraging and you get like confetti and stuff. <laughs> and those, uh, because they have so many Bible plans, so many reading plans in the U version and it's free. You can read, if you're like struggling with whatever, you can read things on marriage. You can read things on that are like tailored to women or parenting, or you can read like a, a, a focused, like a Christian living idea or a book of the Bible. So there are just gazillions. That's an exaggeration, but there are so many different Bible plans that wherever you are in, in your walk, you'll find something that speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. it's good. And, uh, I do have like a personal resource if I could share it. Andy. Absolutely share it. Yeah. So you got to speak at my summit, the rise up women's summit. Just it was so a fun months ago, yes. well, last month. And, uh, 16 of the speakers came together, authors and speakers, and each wrote a devotional in the area of rising up. And so I compiled that into a book that is for free. You can get it on my website, michellefreewalkner.com. And you just put in your email and it'll get emailed right to your inbox. And you can do 16 days of devotionals all about rising up in your life. And I like rise up because it's like literally get rise up out of bed. (laughs) But it's just even about that spiritual rising up and setting that for 16 days. So let's say you didn't do it necessarily every day in a row for 16 days, but it could last you an entire month if you did it every other day Mm -hmm. as a morning resource, just to get your days going. That's wonderful. And I will put that link also in the show notes. So anybody listening can, can get that. I also like the first five app that's from Proverbs 31. Have you ever used that one? That's a good one too, that you can, if you do like your phone, if you're tempted to scroll in the morning, uh, and you want to look at your phone, but will you do, will you click on the first five app first, right? Or click on that version app first, and at least just spend that time that you can focus and then go to what you need to do. Check your email, whatever the case may be, you know, um, things that happened overnight. I always like to close on this. We're talking about resources anyway, but I always like to close on this question. So I'm going to pose it to you specifically. What kinds of things are you doing in the morning right now? Uh, personally, what are you reading, listening to, studying, anything goes that's just helping you want to get out of bed, right? Uh, isn't it something that's good to find something that you're learning from connecting with God through so that you're like, oh yeah, I want to do that today. What's, what's that like for you right now, Michelle? Well, for me, I've just been reading through the gospels uh, in the mornings. And uh, my goal is about to read one or two chapters. And sometimes I find I've read more. It's, I I haven't set it out necessarily. I don't read less than a chapter though. And I'm just being inspired by Jesus story all over again. I don't know what it is about this season. And I've grown up with these stories, but I'm just seeing them in a new light. And I feel so refreshed by it and to see the letters in red that Jesus spoke. And I know that I'm meeting with him relationally. I'm just feeling it at a much deeper level. And, you know, even the fact that like Jesus is coming again soon and it's our responsibility to be ready for him, I think is such a deep 
motivation in my heart is I want to be ready. I do. And I have mornings where I really struggle to wake up. And I just say, you know, I still want, even if I wake up a bit late, I just still will have that scripture time, regardless (laughs) if it's a bit later than intentional, but even if it's 10 minutes, it can be so precious and it can sustain you for the day. And some people will just start the day and they'll do a deeper study later, just because you weren't able to do an hour in the morning doesn't mean you can't go and do an intensive study later in the day. And even for me, like I'm a big music person. I'm a worshiper. I, I help lead worship at church. And for me, music is very sustaining. So later in the day when it's nicer out and I can go for a walk, I'll put in my earbuds and I'll put on my worship music track that I've created in Spotify and just like, I'll be like worshiping (laughs) as I walk. And, uh, if you guys are looking for a couple inspiring worship tracks, I would highly recommend Maverick city worship and red rocks, red rocks worship. They are just spirit led worshipers. And it's not just about singing the words. It's about singing from your heart. And it's the same with meeting with God in the mornings. Like imagine this, the the disciples didn't have the new Testament to wake up to, right? They had to write it after Jesus (laughs) went back up to heaven. So how did they start their mornings? Did they start their mornings in the old Testament? Did they start their mornings just lifting up their prayers and request to God. Like that's what David did, right? He woke up and he started to lay out his heart before God. So I think even before any of that, it's just laying our hearts out to God and saying, please, I'm waiting for you. Fill my day. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I think this is so encouraging and I really appreciate you one being honest about your struggle, because I think that helps other people feel like they're not alone and it gets rid of that should, you know, that guilt. Like I, I know I should be doing this, but I'm not. And that's not, that's not the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord continues to say, I want to spend time with you. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I would be, I would be delighted for you to make space in your day so that I could speak truth into your life. Because ultimately what it does for me when I spend time with God in the, in, in the morning is it reminds me how much I am loved And that changes the way that I make decisions all day long. When you go from that place of just remembering you are loved and you are created in in his image and that is good. And I I struggle sometimes to believe that about myself, but he reminds me every time I spend time with him. So I'm so grateful for you spending time with us today. And Michelle can be found again at michellefreewalkener.com. And she's on Facebook at Get Lifespiration. And on Instagram at Get Livespiration, I'll put those things in the show notes. I'll put this link to this free devotional. Thank you so much for offering that to us. Is there anywhere else that we should follow you, find you, participate with you? If people would like uh, some extra devotionals, I do video devotionals on YouTube, and that's also under Get Livespiration. I will put that in there as well. Mm-hmm. Michelle, thank you so much for your time today. It has been awesome speaking with you. I'm so glad that you were here with us. And until next time. Oh, so exciting. Thank Thank you. you. Psalm 90, 14 says this, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. The Hebrew word for satisfy means to fill to satisfaction to have plenty of, and even to be weary of. I think of it like a sponge that is so full of water, the slightest touch makes it leak. May we allow ourselves that kind of filling in the morning 
that we might leak out his love the rest of the day. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.